0: We're back today with part three of our series. What do you look for in a product manager? Welcome to the product fits podcast, where we keep it real practical about product management and how we can start out and grow together as product managers. Hey podcast, I'm back. Yes, on Tuesday, we didn't have an episode because I was gone with my family to Disney World and we had a great time. That was our Christmas trip and we're hitting it right back. We're on part three of our series talking about what do you look for in a product manager with other product leaders and also a little bit about tools and some other things. So today we have on the show Spencer Berend, a senior product leader at Divi. What do you look for in a product manager?
1: That's that's a great question, and it's something that we have that that or that has kind of evolved um, from the time I started my own company and and started to realize that as CEO of a startup, my job was a as a product manager, or at least one part of my job was as a product manager. Um, and then as I got overwhelmed and started looking for people to do some of those parts of the job. Uh, if, I think it's hard to nail down what makes a good product manager. Um, but I think in general that there's a spectrum of product management that you can kind of look at um, in terms of like their uh, the orientation and the knowledge that you're looking for to fill a particular need for the company. And the, that orientation can be anything from a technician to maybe a generalist to more of a business manager, sort of the spectrum of like, um, technical to business oriented. Um, and then that knowledge could be customer competition, like market, fo- customer focused, market focused, or maybe like the specific product focused knowledge. Um, and so I kind of look at product managers on that spectrum and try and fit uh, my needs, whether it be I need someone more technical to run like an integrations product initiative um, who has uh specific knowledge to the types of integrations that we need to deploy um is a is a product knowledge technician versus someone who like we're we're want to launch a new product in a new category um then i'm maybe looking for someone who's more of a business manager in the comp in the market um, understanding or market knowledge space um so i'm really looking for someone on that spectrum but trying to match that to the specific needs of that product role. I think there are some general product um, capabilities that, that definitely uh, exist. We, I, I look for people who have shipped product or have a, have a reputation of shipping uh, product from, from discovery to delivery And they know, at least at a high level, they understand that process and they're able to drive toward um, delivery. Because if you don't ship anything, you're not really (laughs) really doing product. Um, I look for people who have empathy um, because I think one, empathy helps us understand the customer best. Um, But I also think that empathy tempers ego. Uh, and so I, I think empathy is one of the key aspects of a good product manager because you need to be confident you need to have charisma but you need to be able to temper that ego with with a true desire for the truth and understanding what the customer needs and, and getting to product market fit and I think that empathy um, that tendency towards empathy enables that um, I look for people who are who are data and metric driven who have an understanding of how to measure performance both uh leading and lagging indicators um and then who are good communicators who can talk about things and both both written and verbal definitely people who are prone to action um i think there are two kinds of product managers though to look at another scale uh, that i kind of measure applicants and, and prospects on is those that are really detail oriented um and prone to uh that i think that on that end of the spectrum they're better at making incremental improvements in products um so i love that kind of product manager on like an established product product or one that's seeking to like just refine product market a bit on the other end of the spectrum there are product managers who are um, maybe less detail oriented but they're more um they have what what i think Clayton Christensen would refer to as the innovator's DNA, like they're able to make connections between seemingly unrelated um, things. And they, they tend to make big leaps in product improvements, um, are more comfortable with risk and ambiguity than maybe the other end of the spectrum is where we're making things like incremental improvements that are carefully calculated. On the other end, we have uh, product managers who are making like taking big risks and I think they fare better on new product launches. Um, and so I'm always speaking to try it's like a game of chess to try and get all the pieces in the right place and and keep people working on the things where their skills are best suited to help the company succeed from a product leadership perspective.
0: What are some of the hard skills that you may look for in a product manager?
1: That's an interesting question because I'm of the opinion that that there aren't a lot of new ideas just new uh, terms (laughs) for ideas and so I look at even, you know, directed discovery is, is a reiteration on lean, lean development, lean model, uh, business creation. Um, there are even some of the same artifacts that come out of those. Um, and so from a hard skills perspective, I'm not too married to any one framework or um, methodology that a product manager might bring to the table. Um, But I do expect them to have a general understanding of of many of the common artifacts that that come out of product. Um, Can they produce acceptance criteria? Uh, Do they know how to write um, customer research and document customer research? Do they know how to dive into the details and and take notes, uh, organize tasks? can they communicate and like win the confidence of the developers? Can they talk enough from a, from a development perspective? Can they talk technically enough about the project to be done uh, that they can articulate what needs to be done? Do you know how to use your test? Do you know how to refine? Do you know how to iterate on ideas? Um, can you run meetings? Can I, I always think about from a hard skills perspective when I'm interviewing, is this interaction that I'm having with this person, could they be in front of the CEO of a company, of this company or that company, and have this same kind of conversation and handle these tough questions and um, manage a room? Um, That's definitely a skill, maybe more of a soft skill, but but one that uh, that I measure specifically is how well can they manage the room and could they stand in front of an executive team? Um, I think product management, a lot of it is the soft skills. And and the hard skills, I mean, if you know how to work hard, you'll figure out the hard skills. Execution is just doing, it. it's just just getting down and doing it. Um, but if you don't know what to do and you don't know how to get it done because no one will work with you, then your soft skills I think probably come first before the hard skills. Even. But I like to see that someone has at least done enough uh, Due diligence or been in product long enough that they have some playbook that they're working from. Um, That's a set of
0: processes and skills that they're executing on. What tools do you use as a product manager?
1: Oh man, I have used so many software. uh, the, The product and there's so many new ones coming out all the time. I'm constantly seeing ads for like, oh, you need this, you need this software and you need this software. Um, to do your job as a product manager better. Uh, My personal stack, I use Notion uh, first and foremost. I've tried Airtable, I've tried Google Docs, I've tried a lot of different things. Notion is the most collaborative um, graphical database I think that that I've ever used in terms of um, managing my notes, managing my research, managing my roadmap. Like uh, it's Trello and Airtable and Google Docs all into one. It's got the collaborative element as well. So I use that at work and I use that personally. Um, Notion's probably the top one. Uh, I've used Pendo. I've used Mixpanel. I've used Hotjar. Uh, a lot of different things to do uh, customer analytics and behavior analytics in the product. Um, I find those useful. Particularly for established products, where I'm looking to like A/B test and make micro improvements or or even macro improvements, but on um, well established function. where I'm working with new products in, in a startup, for example, uh, the improvements that we're making are so they're, they're so dramatic and leaps and bounds. <laughs> um, the A/B testing is not necessarily uh, you know this micro A/B testing is not necessarily a concern. Um, but I still would use Pendo to look at, for example, um, where are people falling off a path or just released a new experience and can we help walk them through that path better? Um, but I find that there's really, that, 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 that quantitative data is uh, supportive or, or is valuable in that it supports the qualitative data and I'm able to show that, yes, these theories are, actu- are accurate um, and then subsequently, I can measure the performance of those, uh, of the solutions that we present for those theories and determine if those things are actually having the outcome that we predicted that, that they would have. Other tools that we use, I, I love Intercom, which I know is more of a customer service, customer interaction product. But I'm in Intercom um, an hour, two hours, three hours a week sometimes just looking at our customer conversations and how customers interact with um, the product and the things that they have issues with. Um, I actually looking at one that I really like called unbird um, that came out of tech stars uh, just recently, I think. And they are more focused on, they had like a language analytics tool that would take um, uh, written feedback and think like intercom, for example, and it would parse that, that for key themes. And then you could curate those themes and manage those themes and generate um, initiatives based on those themes and sort of curate that all the way into your roadmap. Um, or, or at least they started with this language analytics tool and that's how it's kind of evolved in, is into this uh, roadmap. I'm, I'm very intrigued by what they're doing and how that might work from a customer perspective. Um, and even using that internally in our own organization, we have customer success, we have customer support, we have sales teams. All of these teams are interacting with customers on a regular basis. Unbird is one of the products that we're looking at that m- to help us increase that capture rate of that type of uh, customer interaction and do it in a way that's digestible, right? We can't sit on every sales call, although we do sit on a lot. We can get all of that those customer interactions into a digestible way where we can manage those teams, generate initiatives, uh, generate epics from those um from those customer interactions then that's something i'm really intrigued by and very interested in as a product leader
0: share an example or kind of the thought process of how you guys use leading indicators to measure success in your products and how you come up with them
1: yeah so one of one of the guys that i work with here at divvy um he has this great analogy where he talks about he, he talks about the greatest archer in the world this farmer um or this reporter heard about this farmer who supposedly was the greatest archer in the world, and he came to visit him, and he had the side of his barn painted with targets, and every target had this arrow right in the center of the target. And the reporter said, well how did, how do you do that? Like how did you become such a great uh, archer? And so he said, Well, oh, it's really easy. And he grabs an arrow out of his quiver and he walks up to the barn and he jabs it in the side of the barn. and then he proceeds to paint the target around it, right? Um, which I think is just such a great analogy for for product and and metrics, right? It's so easy for us to launch a product and then say what our target was, right? Like, oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this because that's what it did. or we're trying to accomplish this because that's what it accomplished. Um, and so his like his uh, <laughs> his soapbox is is call your shop. call your shop before you you go to do this. Like what is it that you're going to try and accomplish, right? And you can measure that as a lagging indicator down the road, and then you work backwards from there. So if we're going to accomplish that, how will we know if we're starting to get to that? What are the leading indicators? And it could be, um, there's lots of them, and this is. I, I think this is, uh, there's lots of medium articles about this, there's lots of stuff that you can go find about like what are some of these leading indicators, but I think there's a few general categories. There's sort of breadth of usage, there's depth of usage, um, for any key feature that can help you, you know, get to that lagging indicator, which might be revenue, or it might be a decrease in churn, or it might be, um, in our case, it, it's uh, for one of the features that we've been working on recently, it's an adoption rate. Like we, we went in and we said, this much of our customer base has this uh, need, and we expect that this percentage of them will adopt within the first three months. Um, base, and, and it's, it's, it's a stretch for us. It pushes us. We think that it's aggressive. Um, if it doesn't make us go, Hmm, then it's not a great lagging indicator. If we're like, it needs to be something that we're like, okay, let's, let's push for this. Um, it, that's the objective. And then, so we come back and we say, okay, if that's the objective, um, then how quickly are people adopting how quickly are they getting to the first action in this process um and when they get to the first action how quickly does the second action follow um or if they get to the first action and drop off uh, or the second action, or where is the drop off within there right so that we can go in and and, and very quickly iterate on that um long before wherever say so, you no know, we didn't hit our goal in three months they're definitely necessary you have you can't wait for Uh, the lagging indicator and then retro and go well okay what you know we missed our target what did we do wrong right you have to call your shot before you even start work backwards to identify all the leading indicators that are going to help you stay on target along the way and then test those as soon as you can as quickly as you can test those and see uh, if your assumptions are are way off base, or if you're on target and if they are, then you can move down the road and get into development and get to production and get that product out.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Spencer. It was so great sitting down and chatting with you and having you share with us all of those things. Being a product manager really is being a leader and the scope of that position is so broad and it is so highly contextual with the current business needs and the current product needs with where it is in its life cycle. So it really is hard to answer the question, what do you look for in a product manager? I hope you all are enjoying this series. Enjoy the holidays until next year.